When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all doing good on this lovely sunny day. Well, I don't know if it's going to be sunny when you're listening to it. Hopefully it is. It's my favorite kind of weather, this. Blue skies, sun shining, but cold enough to wrap up, but not too cold where when you wrap up, you're still cold and you've got to like bung so many layers on you just to keep a tiny bit of heat in you, you know what I mean? That's too cold. This is perfect. So your girl went to her first adult wedding last weekend. It was actually so fun. I kind of obviously knew what to expect because I feel like most weddings, they kind of, you know, have a similar format. So I knew what was going to happen, but obviously because it wasn't my, like it was my boyfriend's friends. It was people that he knew and I was invited like to go with him. So I didn't know if I would just like feel a bit weird being there, like not really knowing anyone and like not being able to relate to any of the speeches because I just didn't know anyone. And I was so wrong about that. Like it was actually just so fun and everyone was, it's just such a nice environment. It's so full of love. Everyone's so welcoming. I was literally nearly crying at the speeches and I don't even know them. Like, sorry, what? (laughs) That's just media tea though. It was a humanist wedding. So it wasn't in a church. It was like in the same venue. The venue was so nice actually. It was so the the actual wedding ceremony was in the same place as like everything. Like you just kind of walked from room to room within the grounds. There was the ceremony in like one wee room that was really cute. And then we moved somewhere else for the reception, which kind of was like a big house. And then we moved to like a big kind of grand hall bit for the dinner and like the band and everything after. It was so nice that it was all together. And it was very like fairy tale like cottage core very Irish countryside it was really pretty and like it could have worked they were really lucky and had like the nicest day you know sun shining blue skies actually I think it was quite grey but it was like very warm it was like a bit of a random heat wave last week wasn't it it's just like I don't know where was 20 degrees in October so it was a really like lovely day you didn't need a jacket or anything but you could also imagine the venue being so pretty in the cold and in the winter and in the snow and everything as well We actually fucked it though because, right, so we were staying at a hotel that was literally 10 minutes down the road. Like, you wouldn't have wanted to walk it. It would have probably taken you an hour plus if you walked it. And also there wasn't any footpaths. Like, it was on, like, country lanes. So anyway, the ban finishes. A lot of people obviously decide to go home at that point. But down south, the bars open. See, we have our um licensing laws are different up north to down south and here our bar licenses close at one 
whereas our clubs are the only ones open till three, whereas their bar licenses are allowed to open till three. So the band, let's say the band finished at like half twelve one, then there was still another two hours of like being able to still stay there and like get drinks at the bar and just like, you know, enjoy your time there without the band. Obviously, like most like older family and stuff had probably cleared out by that point, but we were like, oh, we don't want to leave just yet stupid idea because we're forgetting we're in the middle of nowhere here and if we don't go now we're not going to get a taxi back at any other stage so it gets like three o'clock or like half three and we're like okay we should probably go start trying to get taxi start trying to look on uber and stuff nothing crickets (laughs) because it wasn't there wasn't really uber there it was like we'd been given people's numbers of like local taxi drivers hearing nothing from them we were like right fantastic literally two hours later we were like we're not getting home here. We just need to admit defeat and sleep here somewhere. <laughs> so we pushed two sofas together, literally in the fucking wedding reception venue, pushed two sofas together, piled a load of pillows on top of us to try and keep us warm because there was no blankets, obviously, because why would there be blankets? And tried to sleep, didn't get a wink of sleep. And then maybe like an hour later, started hearing people clearing the glasses downstairs. And we were like, oh my God, this is it. We're going to get kicked out. They're going to take one look at us and think we were insane. (laughs) I I don't know. Imagine like starting your shift and just walking in and seeing two people like that. You'd actually be horrified. So anyway, we luckily got a text back from one of the drivers we'd been ringing. This was now at like seven o'clock in the morning and we'd been trying to sleep. Being like, sorry, I missed all your calls. Did you get a lift? Okay. And we were like, no, please come and get us now. So he came and got us. 10 minute journey, 30 euros, my dad. 30 euros for a 10 minute journey. Disgusting. Got back to the hotel, checked in, got into our room for half seven, then had to check out at 12 actually quite a late checkout sometimes places are 10 so we were lucky that it was a later checkout than normal but like we were awake at 11 literally had barely any sleep it was it was not good I've literally spent the whole week recovering I've been sleeping like 11 hours every night on the way back to Belfast as well we'd all got it in our heads because so there were three of us in the car right I actually because I know I was speaking last week about how much I was dreading driving home I did pass that responsibility on to someone else. My boyfriend doesn't get hangovers, so I feel like, obviously, take that on. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I will sit back and be passenger princess in that scenario, happily. Anyway, all three of us are, like, hungover, craving. Well, sorry, he doesn't really get hangovers. Um, (laughs) We're all craving Burger King. So we stop at Apple Green on the way back to get a Burger King, like, starving at this point because didn't check out until like half 12 by the time we'd we had to go back to the venue to get a couple of oh I'd left my car at the venue we had to go back there we had to pick up a couple of things by the time we got on the road it was like let's say half one and like none of us had eaten so we're obviously starving by the time we get to Apple Green because that's like at two o'clock or whatever and we're so buzzing from this Burger King and you know when you just have an idea of how it's going to be in your head and it's going to taste so good and it's going to be everything you've ever imagined and more and it's going to just satisfy that hunger and that craving that you've got and then you get it and you're like that was fucking gross (laughs) like that was actually disgusting which is so weird because I'm normally Burger King's biggest stan like I back Burger King 
till the day I die. <laughs> I think they have the best fast food chips ever. Like, see people that pick McDonald's over Burger King. So questionable in my eyes. But after that Burger King last weekend, I don't know. I'm starting to question everything. There's also nothing worse than that feeling, right? Of when you're really hungry, then look forward to the meal because you're so hungry. Eat the meal. Are now stuffed, but you hated it. And it's like, you can't, you know, I have to wait till you get hungry again to to try and make up for that. Do you know what I mean? You can't just like, now go and get something else because you're stuffed. So you're not going to appreciate it. Like there's actually no worse feeling. I remember it happened to us one night in Portugal. We ate so well our whole holiday in Portugal, like between all the recommendations and things we had from friends and also from TikTok and from like Airbnb hosts and stuff. We had so many good recommendations and we literally didn't have one bad meal apart from this one and it was our very last night in Lagos which is so annoying because it like leaves a little bit of a sour taste but no, it didn't really but do you know what I mean it's just like annoying that it was the last night because you couldn't really make up for it but it was our last night in Lagos and we went to this place and their food looked incredible like see on their social media it looked unbelievable and even when it came out from the kitchen it in front of us like it looked so nice but it did not taste how it looked. I ordered the Thai green curry and it honestly tasted like water. I had to put in like a kilogram of salt into that thing just to make it taste like something, which is bizarre because it was a bright green. So like, I don't understand how that had no flavor in it. Anyway, similar situation. Like I remember walking home from that meal just thinking, I am so angry right now. It's like the opposite of hangry. Like when you're full and angry there's nothing you can at least you're hungry you can do something about it when you're full and angry there's nothing you can do about it except think about how annoyed you are (laughs) anyway I spent that Sunday on and off napping and watching the Beckham documentary which brings me on to my recommendation of this week I never thought I would be sat here recommending to you a footballer's documentary I am the least bit interested in football like I actually couldn't be less interested in it as a sport and that's not to be like oh I hate man I hate football like I just don't think it's a very entertaining sport to watch I think you're either I think most people are brought up watching a sport and if you have like a football family then you might be more into it just by default because it's just been on the tv more you know what I mean it's just been more present in your life and football has just never been that for me. I feel like I come from very much like a rugby family and what else do we watch? To be honest, sports-wise, probably just rugby apart from when like the Olympics is on or Wimbledon or something like that. But I feel like everyone watches those things. So yeah, definitely come from a rugby family and as a result have just always found football really boring. Anyway, I'd heard a few people talking about it and thought, I'd give it a go you know and you just kind of want to put something on in the background like you know you're going to be half asleep too in half an hour but you don't really care so stuck it on and oh my god was I hooked it is actually incredible I don't think I realized how famous the Beckhams actually are I think in my head I just thought they were like a kind of famous within the UK but they're actually like worldwide famous. There was points where I was watching and they had like the crowds of people on the paparazzi, like when they're doing the school runs and things. And I was like, wow, I really did not think this was them. Like they're literally in the same social circles as like, they'd be out with like Kim K and everything. I was a bit shook. 
maybe that's really dumb of me because like after all he is like a globally famous football player and she is from the Spice Girls who also is like a global thing so yeah maybe that's just really stupid on my part not to realize how famous they actually were or are sorry but yeah I honestly just loved it I was absolutely hooked from start to finish it's four episodes you see a little bit into their life as a couple and as a family as well as like their careers well not so much her career but like it doesn't delve deep into that but it definitely gives you a little bit of commentary on that on the side of it's more focused on his but I just thought the whole thing was so interesting I guess I didn't really know much about it before I think I was I'm maybe a little bit too young to have been like I liked the Spice Girls but I wouldn't have been obsessed with the Spice Girls and like watching them I think it would have been I would have had to have been a little bit older to have been like you know seeing them in magazines and seeing them on TV I think I would have maybe just missed that point where I would have just kind of known their music and that would be it um so I find it really interesting if you like a documentary and you like pop culture stuff you'll definitely like it don't think that you have to be like a football or a David Beckham fan to watch it This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like recently my emotions have just been all over the place, like completely haywire. And I know in myself it's because I'm bottling things up, I'm letting things stress me out and I'm spiralling about them, I'm not talking about it, I'm just sitting there overthinking them, letting them stress me out even more and as a result I'm irritable, I'm getting angry at things I shouldn't really be getting angry at. I'm not able to be present and be in the moment because all I'm thinking is how stressed out I am about certain things. I know I'm not alone in this. I know this is something that so many of us face. We feel like we don't want to talk to our friends and family members about things that are stressing us out because they might seem small or insignificant in comparison to other things. Or we might just not even know how to go about initiating that conversation or opening up in that way to certain people and just getting the words out and that's why therapy can be such an amazing safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down and causing you to feel like this. I have benefited from therapy so much in the past and one of the main things I think therapy brought to my life was just an immediate safe space where I knew it was time for me to talk, it was time for me to open up and talk about my stressors. I didn't have to have this like awkward kind of chat where I was like hey I want to talk about this or like not really knowing how to go about that with a friend or a family member it just is that safe space for you to open up about these things straight away and there's no faffing around and I think dedicating that time each week and allowing that space for you to open up in that way is literally the most beneficial thing for your mental health because just getting it out there takes away half of the stress straight away and then not only that but you talk it through you rationalize it you learn you know different better ways you can cope with these stressors also how to develop healthy boundaries and healthy routines and things that are going to be preventative for these stressors in the first place therapy honestly just empowers you to be the best version of yourself and I mean who doesn't want that if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and completely suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. 
With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. My listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash crack. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crack, C-R-A-I-C. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, my words for this week. To me, from me. I'm sorry I called you lazy when you were exhausted. You always deserve to rest. It wasn't a waste of time. This is so relevant to what we're going to speak about today. So today I was going to just talk to you about how much I've been in a slump this last week just as part of the intro and then I thought no you know what something's in the air and I feel like everyone's going through a little bit of a slump. So I decided I would just make this the full episode and talk about you know, falling into slumps, getting out of them, knowing when it's time to rest, knowing when it's time to be stern with yourself and tell yourself to get the fuck up and just being able to pull yourself out of it even when it feels like this is gonna last, if not forever, then at least, you know, for the next six months, you can think, oh, this is it now, this is winter, that's me, done. (laughs) My head's gone now until, like, you will not see me being me again until April time. There's no point in, like, telling ourselves that because then you just fall into it further. I feel like October is cursed. For some reason, I'm trying to, like, think of all the previous Octobers that I can remember. And for some reason, I do just feel like it is that time of year where it's transitional. It's not quite winter, but you're definitely getting there. It's very much the end of summer. Like you've closed that book and you're moving on. And sometimes that can be a hard one to adjust to. It's also very evident, like the change in how many hours of daylight we're getting. Like the change over the last couple of weeks has been crazy. I think it's also maybe as well knowing that this is just the start of it and that there is going to be realistically another six months of winter. Like we do have a long, long winter in the UK. So I think sometimes it can be a little bit daunting when like you know that's ahead of you. Also maybe if you're at uni or if you're at school, the novelty has worn off. It's not September anymore. It's not that like fun time of being back and like seeing everyone and uh, going out and doing this and that and like getting in the swing of your new habits. It's like okay, I'm over that now. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like October is just this time when everyone experiences this weird shift. And I think with that, it's really easy to find yourself in a little bit of a slump, find yourself not embracing cozy season in the way that is good for us and doing it more in a being a goblin kind of way. That's maybe having a negative effect on your mental health like as a knock-on effect do you know what I mean because as much as I love cozy season I do recognize that there's ways of embracing it that are really good and really beneficial and really just like help you get through it and then there's ways of embracing it that can completely send you over the edge and result in you just like conforming to all your bad habits and you know being lazy all the time and yeah I don't know it's almost like you have to set 
boundaries <laughs> within embracing cozy season for it to benefit you. Last weekend, I was really looking forward to the week ahead because for the first time since I finished uni, apart from the times I've been on holiday, but for the first time, aside from that, I had quite a quiet week and I was just really looking forward to that, to not having the chaos of, you know, the endless to-do lists and this and that and just like being able to chill out, do the podcast do a lot of like planning for future podcasts and just relax a bit you know do some more of my own content do lots of cooking just strip it all back and do lots of things I enjoy instead of being like right I've got to get this done I've got to submit this I gotta do that you know I feel like up until this week it's just been very chaotic shall we say and I was really looking forward to having a full week of just slowing down so Monday came and I was so happy to have a lie-in. I would normally meet my friend at the gym at around eight, but we decided to not meet until 10. So had a little bit of a lie-in. I came back, I got a shower. I had decided I was fully taking the day off. So I watched two episodes of the new Kardashians. Like I just had the nicest, laziest day, but because it was intentional and I wanted to do that and I wanted to slow down, it was amazing for my soul. It was exactly what I needed. Then Tuesday came around and I kind of accidentally did the same thing. But I think it was even a little bit later than the day before. I gave myself a little bit of grace because I knew I was still recovering sleep-wise from the wedding at the weekend. But I am a morning routine person and my morning routine is what sets me up for a good day. So the second I accidentally lie in, it destroys my whole day. Not to sound dramatic, but it actually, I'm going to talk more about this because it maybe is a little bit problematic, but it actually ruins my whole day. Because automatically I'm thinking I don't have time to get everything that I want to, that I need to get done today done. So automatically the negative self-talk starts from the second you wake up. Well, for me, this happens when I accidentally lie in. Now, I'm a huge fan of a lie-in when I want to have a lie-in. You know, as I said on the Monday, very intentionally had a lie-in. It was the best thing for me. Let's say at the weekend, a Sunday lie-in, best thing ever, hungover lie-in. Oh my God, no guilt, no shame, nothing. But when I accidentally lie-in on days where I didn't want to or where I have a lot to do, it sends me into an absolute spiral. Straight away, I'm thinking, I don't have time to work out. Do I have time to work out? Can I go to the gym? Or is that going to fuck up the rest of my day for me because I've already laid in? But then if I don't go, is that going to mean I'm not going to be in as good of a mood? And then I'm not going to be as productive because I'm going to feel more lethargic because I haven't been to the gym. Straight away, I'm hating myself for not waking up at the time I should have. And also, as we know, once you do that, especially for a couple of consecutive days, once you do lie in, you fuck up your sleeping pattern big time. You can't get to sleep early at night anymore. And then it's like a knock on effect. You're sleeping in later. You're staying up later. Then you're getting more angry at yourself. You're staying up late at night anxious because you're not sleeping. Well, this is what I do anyway. Stay up at night. I literally beat myself up. And then I think late at night like that is when like the worst thoughts come into your head as well you start overthinking things you listen to sad music you cry like 
it's just so unnecessary for me to be up anytime past 12 o'clock I've decided because that's what happens when I stay up past those hours then you sleep in then you hate yourself even more it's a continuous cycle right so this happened to me Monday to Thursday there well sorry let's not count Monday because Monday I had a fantastic day let's say Tuesday to Thursday so three days in a row I was in the pits by Wednesday I went to like a slow yoga class on the Wednesday night like a very slow kind of almost like yin yoga class bawled my eyes out for the whole intro like you know the little intro part of a yoga class that's like kind of a meditation just lay there bawling my eyes out like tears just streaming from my face I don't know if the yoga instructor would have actually seen me because I was in the back corner but hopefully for her sake she didn't then Thursday didn't go out of bed till 12 and I'm starting to think oh my god this is it this is seasonal depression creeping in and we're only on yes what what date was Thursday the 12th of October we're only on the 12th of October about six months of winter ahead of me and this is already happening now when the sun is literally shining outside and it's blue skies was meant to record my podcast didn't do that was meant to have a meeting with my manager cancelled that like I was not in a good place and I was spiraling about absolutely everything and when you're in that headspace you almost like do things that make it worse like you listen to the sad songs that are obviously going to make you spiral more you scroll on tiktok for ages and don't get out of bed that makes you hate yourself even more do you know what i mean you do all these things that you know aren't good for you and you know are gonna make it worse and then you're like why the fuck did i do that i'm such an idiot and then the negative self-talk is like on a whole other level because then you hate yourself for that as well and you're like have i done this to myself like at one point i was like have i just like listen to too much Olivia Rodrigo to the point that I've actually sent myself into a mental breakdown is that what this is (laughs) it also then has a knock-on effect on my appetite because when I'm not in my routine of like getting up early having my breakfast then you know working up like the hunger for your lunch and then your dinner and so on if you're just like sleeping in waking up at 12 drinking coffee you're like oh I'm not hungry haven't worked out so it's not like I don't have that same like hunger that I would have when I'm coming home from the gym you just feel so like lethargic and your appetite's gone and you don't really know what to feed yourself because your appetite's gone like everything goes out the window for me when I when my sleeping pattern does and I was experiencing that real do you know that heavy feeling and that headache and that one where your eyes are literally sore and you can't Like I was trying to read on my Kindle and I couldn't focus on it because my headache was so bad. And it's that real like anxiety induced or like depression induced headache. Hopefully you know what I'm talking about. It almost feels similar to like a caffeine addiction headache. You know when you're, everyone's addicted, everyone says they're not addicted to caffeine until you try and not drink caffeine and then you get the the caffeine headache. You know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) that is what made me realize I'm my body is obviously heavily addicted to caffeine if that's its response to not getting fucking coffee in the morning yeah it almost feels kind of similar to that but a bit more intense and more kind of like full body just like heavy and you just have this real inability to concentrate on anything which frustrates you even more because like yesterday when I didn't wake up until 12 o'clock and I looked outside and it was blue skies and I was annoyed at myself for not you know being out in that or having gone for a walk or doing something I decided to get ready and take myself to a cafe to get some work done because I knew I wouldn't do anything if I just slots at home in my dressing gown 
and on my way to do that I took myself to a park and was like I'll read a chapter of my book could barely read five pages and then I was getting even more annoyed at myself you're probably thinking where the fuck are you going with this story is there actually any positive to this and there is so at the start of the week I'd booked on to a Friday morning 7 30 Pilates class I think I'm just gonna pre-book that for every week for the rest of my life maybe (laughs) to make me get up because I get up and go to that this morning I'm not joking you it feels like those last three days never happened like I'm literally like who was that who who is she what was that that came over me for three days and I've come to the conclusion that sleeping in gives me anxiety and depression which sounds so dramatic and May I just reiterate that I don't mean intentionally sleeping in. I'm not saying sleeping in is bad for me. There's times when I love a lie-in. But like accidentally sleeping in and getting into, accidentally getting into bad sleeping routines literally gives me mental health problems because this morning and today I'm fine. And I'm so baffled by how dramatic of an effect it has on me. Like if you're sitting there thinking, girl, this is quite far-fetched, trust me, I'm thinking that times 10 because I'm the one experiencing it. I already knew how important my little morning routine was, but this has just kind of, you know, forced me to again learn how important that is for me and for my mental health, especially coming into the winter. I think I as well kind of thought that the time didn't really matter because, you know, even if you were sleeping until 10 and then then getting up and doing your routine, it's the same thing, you could say. But I don't think that's the case for me. I think I need to know that I've done that and then have a whole day ahead of me so I'm not stressed out. And so I know then I've also got my evening. Yeah, I don't know. I think that just puts me at ease. Also, another realization for me is that I don't think I'm very good when it comes to slowing down. For a day, I was good at that. And then after that, I don't think my body or my brain handles slowing down well. I think I do well when I have loads to do and when I feel busy and productive. And maybe that's a bad thing. Also, maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. I think there's a good balance for this, though, because I think when you have too much, it's like overwhelming and then you get burnt out. But I just find it really interesting how I was really looking forward to this week of slowing down and then obviously the week presents itself to me and it goes the complete opposite way of what I thought it would and actually in turn had like such a negative impact on me. Like I'd have been better at having a busy week. Actually, no, I wouldn't because I've I've learned this lesson now and I think in future I need to know that slowing down is doable but still incorporating these healthy routines that allow you to slow down in a way that is beneficial for your mental health because like who's to say I couldn't have slowed down but also got up at decent times and done my morning routines and then spent the day doing things that I like do you know what I mean instead of spending the days self-loathing and crying and having an existential crisis anyway I actually think the last three days was meant to happen to me so I could learn what I have learned and talk to you guys about it so we can all get through this little October slump together or maybe if you're going through a slump 
at some other time throughout the next few months, you can come back to this episode. The main takeaway, I think, from the last few days has been that you have to rely on discipline in these situations. Like when you're going through these little ruts and slumps, you have to rely on discipline because you won't have motivation. The motivation is gone. It's out the window. It's nowhere to be seen. And the only thing that'll pull you through in doing your habits that you know not necessarily will make you happy but will just kind of give you a little bit of sanity and give you a little bit more hope that maybe not today but you know maybe tomorrow or the next day you will pull yourself out of this and that's just like discipline across the board it's discipline with forcing yourself to work out because you know you'll feel good after it's being disciplined with making sure that you get your green veggies in in your dinner or making yourself drink enough water in the day do you know what I mean it's kind of just like across the board discipline in not letting yourself fall into everything bad because it's so easy to succumb to that and then before you know it it's like not only are you staying up late and lying in you're also eating pizza twice a day, not drinking any water, drinking five coffees, not exercising, not leaving the house, not getting changed, not showering. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're succumbing and all of a sudden it's like this all-encompassing thing throughout every aspect of your life as opposed to just going through a slump that you can pull yourself out of. Because I know that when you succumb to that, it's so much harder to pull yourself out of it. However, on the other side of that is being able to recognize and know when it's time to let yourself rest and be in your feels and be in the slump and just accepting that for what it is and deciding tomorrow's a new day and you'll try again then. And for now, the most productive thing for you to do is to just rest and binge watch Married at First Sight or eat the pizza and ice cream. Do you know what I mean? Like, being able to recognize this is what I need versus this is actually making me 10 times worse right now is really important because as I said the Monday was it was everything I needed the following days after that it was making me spiral so knowing when it's time to rest but also knowing when it's time to be like okay bitch that's enough get the fuck up now Like, I know you're having a bad day. I know mentally you're not okay right now. But like, we need to get other shit in order to be able to start working on the mental side of things. Because that's not going to come by lying in bed and feeling sorry for ourselves and self-loathing all day. I actually heard in a podcast the other day I was listening to, someone said this and it really stuck with me. It said, discipline isn't a punishment. It's a gift we give to ourselves out of self-love. And I thought that was a really good quote because we tend to think of discipline in like a negative way. Like we kind of have negative connotations with the word discipline because you kind of think of like, I don't know, disciplinaries and teachers that discipline you and for doing naughty things. Do you know what I mean? Like we just very much associate discipline as being this like bad thing. But actually being disciplined with yourself is such a gift to yourself and it's such a it's an act of self-love to yourself to be able to be disciplined in times when motivation doesn't carry you because that is literally what will pull you out of things like this my next tip is to reach out to people so that they know 
that what you're going through and that you maybe are being a bit avoidant and what I mean by that is you don't have to like pour your heart out to anyone and like do you know what I mean? if you're not ready to speak about things that you don't want to speak about and it maybe just feels a little bit unnecessary to get into because you know you're going to work through it. You don't have to go and like tell someone everything or tell everyone everything. But what I do think is important is telling like your friends or family that you are just having a bad day. Like it can literally be as small as that, that you're having a bad day or you're having a bad week. And either that you need time to yourself, if that's what you prefer, or that you'd appreciate, you know, doing making plans with them if that's what you think would benefit you. I know for me, I need the time to myself, but then I also need to have a cutoff point where it's like, okay, now you're isolating yourself and you're actually being a bit self-destructive. But I think this is really important if you're like me where you need that time to yourself and you need that space so that the people in your life don't think that you're annoyed at them or intentionally ignoring them and not replying to them or being off with them like they know it's actually not a them problem it's a you problem because otherwise what will happen is you'll just end up pushing people away which is not a healthy habit take it from me literally all this tip in the book and makes me laugh when I say this because all I think of is like when you go to the doctor or something or when you go to the school nurse and they'd be like have you tried having a glass of water and getting a bit of fresh air? <laughs> but honestly, fresh air is so important and just kind of like being mindful in nature. Whether you want to get fresh air by going on a walk, run or by sitting on a bench somewhere is entirely up to you. I think just being outside and taking in your surroundings and kind of like, and it sounds so hippy-dippy, but like grounding yourself looking at the leaves and the trees, looking at the flowers, hearing the sounds of the birds. I don't know, there's a lot to be said about time spent in nature and how much it can take you out of your own head. My next tip is to get out of the environment that you feel stagnant in. So for a lot of people, this will be in your house. You know, if you are feeling stagnant in your house, just get the fuck out of there because you're not gonna move things around by just sitting in the same place if you work from home can you maybe go to a co-working space or a cafe and work there for the day if you can't do that and you have to be at home for whatever reason can you make sure you get out on your lunch for me I do a lot of my editing and things at home I took myself off to a cafe to do it like sometimes you just need to be in a new environment to refresh your mind because it's hard to get out of the same mindset if your surroundings don't change. I used to have to do this all the time when it came to doing uni work as well. Like I'd get so stagnant in one place and I'd find myself not getting any work done and then I'd just have to switch up my environment and whether that was changing it from going to a cafe to then doing it at home or whether it was then going to the library, it didn't matter as long as I was getting a change. It's so weird. I feel like our brains just need that difference like even when I find myself not drinking enough water I start using a different bottle or a different cup and I find I magically I'm drinking enough water again like sometimes you just get used to things and you just need to switch it up my next tip for getting out of a rut is to let it out to cry well that is if you feel like crying sometimes you're more like a I feel nothing kind of rut like a a zombie rut (laughs) but if you're in like an emotional rut 
I would say the best thing sometimes is to just have a big emotional release and cry it out. And maybe you want to be like me and go to a yoga class and cry there. Or (laughs) no, you know, what's the most liberating feeling ever driving home late at night when it's dark, blasting sad music, singing along while crying your eyes out? Oh my God, there's actually nothing more cathartic than that experience. So yeah, just get it out of you. You'll feel so much better once you move that. Because I don't know, it's it feels like this big release once you cry. It's like, okay, I've cried about it. Now I can move on with my life. I'm not holding it in. Something I swear by that I fell out of doing but have very quickly reached for my journal again to do this because I can very much recognize the effect this has on your day or on your life in general. And that is gratitude journaling. You don't have to write it in a journal. You don't even have to write it anywhere if you don't, if you're not arsed about writing it down on your phone or your laptop. You can just think it in your head. My rule of thumb normally is to try and think of three things every day that you're grateful for. The best habit to do is to do this at the start of the day and then also at the end of the day. Think of three things you're grateful for first thing and three things you're grateful for before you go to bed. It completely changes your mindset. It's actually amazing. But yesterday I sat down and I just wrote a big list of like 15 things and it just completely changed my mindset for the rest of the evening. So yeah, I know it's cliche as fuck. I know it's a little bit cringy maybe to some. If you can push past that though and just accept that it is actually going to be good for your brain and do it, you will reap benefits of it. Okay, another tip for getting out of a slump is to not reach for vices just to feel something (laughs) because it will make you feel worse. I have decided to now do the rest of October sober. I know I did say in September I was thinking about doing sober October. I decided against it because of that wedding. I don't regret drinking at that wedding. I had a really fun time. However, I am now going to spend the rest of October sober. So it was sober minus one day, which is, that's okay. (laughs) But yeah, I very much recognize when I get into these mindsets that the worst thing I could possibly do is then also add to that by giving myself a hangover because I know it will be a depressive hangover. There's times in my life when I don't have depressive hangovers like in summer when you wake up and you have no worries or when you're on holiday and you wake up in the sunshine and you get in the sea. It's like hangover? Who is she? Never heard of her. But then there's a switch at this time of year where hangovers are deathly and depressive so weird right because see over summer there when I was in my we'll say party girl era but I don't know if I was partying enough for it to be my party girl era but I definitely wasn't thinking twice about how often I was drinking although I don't drink that often but anyway I wasn't thinking about it and I wasn't thinking about hangovers I wasn't thinking about anything like that and at one point I was like that's so weird to me that last year I was making such a big like thing about how not drinking was good for my mental health and I was doing dry January and then I own do you know what I mean when I was going through that real phase I found it very bizarre and then this week has really reminded me of why I did all that and why that's a thing for me in winter and it's because I experience hangovers and drinking very differently in the winter than I do to the summer so if you relate to that and 
you can see how it would benefit you to not have to experience hangovers at the weekend, I strongly urge you to try. You don't have to go fully sober. Like, this is the thing. I don't even want to go fully sober. I've definitely, I've read a few books about it and like definitely thought about it. But ultimately, I don't want to go sober. But I can still recognize there's times where I need to be sober for my sanity. And I think if you can recognize those times yourself so that you don't fall deeper into that pit and you don't use drinking as like a coping mechanism or a vice to feel something, as I said, you use it as a fun thing to do, you know, when you are in the right headspace to do that. I think that's the best kind of relationship you can have with alcohol. So yeah, just don't reach for vices that you think will make you feel something because I promise you they will actually make you feel worse. And then you just have more work to do to pull yourself out of that hole. (laughs) Okay, my final tip is to try to come to accept that everything in life is cyclical. Literally everything. The weather, nature, the life of animals, our mood, periods, like everything in the entire world is cyclical. We have to move through the different stages to be able to to go through them all does that make sense like you're not gonna stay in one state for the rest of your life whether that's a good or bad state do you know what I mean you have to move through all these different stages in order to live and just to experience life and the quicker you can come to accept that nothing is permanent and there unfortunately is just a cycle of you know being motivated and then that leads to you being productive which can lead to you being burnt out which then leads to you slowing down but then as a result of you slowing down you get bored so then you get motivated like there just is this ever changing cycle and the goal isn't to stop that cycle because it's not possible you can't stay in a constant state of you being your best self and your most productive and most chatty and most social and most healthy like you can never be everything forever you have to have these stages of of slowing down and sometimes of burning out but what you can do is maybe just try and find a little bit more balance within that cycle so that you're not having the big high highs and the low lows and the big crashes as a result of that if you can find more balance and more stability in the cycle, then it might be a bit easier to accept the the times when you do need to scale it back and when you are going through a bit of a slump to give yourself that grace and to know that you are going to come out of it and it's maybe not as hard to pull yourself out of it because it's not as low because it wasn't such a crash. Does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense to you guys. It's definitely something I'm still working on like trying to find a balance within that cycle that doesn't leave me overwhelmed and then burnt out and then in a slump that is so hard to pull myself out of. Maybe I'll get there one day, who knows. Anyway, I'll leave it there for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to give me a little five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tell me what you thought of the episode. You can leave little comments now in Spotify. I love seeing your guys' comments. You just swipe up and leave a little comment there. Let me know if there's anything you guys want me to talk about in the coming weeks. Just drop me a little DM on Instagram. 
share the podcast on your Instagram stories. Show me where you're listening to it. I always love seeing that. As always, thank you guys so much for all the love and support. It means the world to me. I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye.